This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, now um, we do have some... Breaking news, WABC. And on the line for us right now is investigative reporter extraordinaire John Solomon of JustTheNews.com. John Solomon, what is the latest breaking news? I know if anybody has it, you do. Yeah, we've had a lot of it in the last couple of days, most of it related to the January 6th crisis or the, uh, the post-investigation. Of course, tonight there's a primetime Hollywood television-made presentation by Democrats who are going to try to argue that President Trump uh, went to the Capitol with a goal of fomenting violence. Well, we've been looking at this. We have obtained over, I've spent the last three weeks interviewing Capitol Police commanders and rank and file up and down. I've gathered over a thousand pages of documents that are not public. By the way, the January 6th Commission, the committee hasn't put any of these documents out, but we're putting them out on an hourly basis. And they tell a far different story than what you're going to hear tonight. They show that the Capitol Police themselves did their own analysis of what happened on January 6th. And they, the police, ended up with more than 53 intelligence and uh, security failures that allowed the Capitol to be overrun. Had these things not occurred, the Capitol probably would have stayed safe on January 6th, even with those bad actors. Now, what sort of things are they? They're things like, oh, the doors to the House and Senate chambers didn't lock. They were supposed to lock. The, the mechanism didn't work. The, an elevator that led to one of the most sensitive parts of the Capitol wasn't secured. People could go up and down it, including the rioters that day. Um, the intelligence unit that used to monitor what's known as open source intelligence, you and I would call that social media, it was shut down by the Capitol Police inexplicably two months before the um, January 6th riots, blinding uh, the Capitol Police to all of the intelligence that was on social media, warning that there was going to be violence, plans to storm the Capitol, plans to target members of Congress, plans to go in and uh, block the tunnels and trap lawmakers in the tunnels around the Capitol. All of that was on social media. The Capitol Police shut down the unit that could have found that, could have found that. Uh, the, re- the after action report says that was a fateful decision that likely led to the tragedy. But here's the big one of them all. The night of January 5th, the FBI, we put this document out there, sent a nine-page warning to the Capitol Police saying, we have current intelligence that there will be violence, that there is an attempt to target members of Congress to storm the Capitol. Here are some of the things, some of the plans, some of the tactics, some of the strategies we're picking up on social media. So even though the Capitol Police shut down their social media unit, the FBI backs them up. That intelligence goes to a couple of deputy chiefs. It does not get distilled down to the commanders, to the riot police, to the intelligence folks in the field. Uh, they all so the who rank dropped and the file bull the Capitol here? Police. This is mind-boggling. Who dropped the bull, John Solomon, that the, this wasn't communicated down the line? It's, it's an amazing story. It appears that two deputy chiefs who remained with the department had this information, did not distill it down, kept it to themselves. Now there's a wrinkle. We're going to break the story tonight. We have this document in front of us. Uh, the Senate Investigation Capitol uh, Inspector General all agree this information wasn't distilled down to any people, wasn't put into the operational plan. But we have an email showing one person did get a tip off, a staffer 
to Senator Chuck Schumer, got tipped off the night of the 5th that there might be problems. In fact, some of the, the very specific information the FBI had, like screenshots of the warnings and what they were doing, was sent to this one official in the Senate Arms, a Senate Sergeant in Arms office, someone who's very close to Chuck Schumer. It doesn't appear to go anywhere else. I just talked to Congressman Rodney Davis, the ranking Republican House Administration Committee. He's in charge of security of the Capitol from the Republican perspective. He calls this a bombshell, a jaw jumper. Okay, Chuck Schumer got a tip off, but the rest of the police, the rest of the senators, the rest of the Republicans, no one else got that tip off. We're going to have more of that tonight. Wow, that's uh, some news. Uh, uh, and, and, and I'm still asking the question. Nobody broke down the Capitol doors, and those are pretty big doors. The Capitol Police opened them up. They opened from the inside. If I'm wrong, please tell me I'm wrong. It depends on the door, right? There was an effort to breach the chamber doors uh, where the House and Senate uh, members were meeting on the floor of the House and Senate. That's why Ashley Babbitt is shot as she's trying to breach those doors at the moment that she is uh, shot. But there are other doors that lead into the Capitol that we've seen. I've seen the video footage of. And in some cases, the cops are waving them in. There's never been a good explanation, and we're not going to get one at tonight's hearing, I guarantee you, um, about that. There are so many unanswered questions. Here's a big one. Uh, one of the 53 findings in the report. We, we spend $600 million a year funding the Capitol Police. They're only responsible for about a one-mile swath of D.C. So that's a lot of money to protect one mile of Washington, of course, the iconic capital, which is the home of democracy in America, important to protect. So they, they had all these riot police that were trained specifically to de-escalate civil disturbance. Half of them weren't on duty. They would be doing other things. They weren't on ready for a day, even though there were intelligence warnings of violence. The other half went to go deploy when stuff hit the fan and all of a sudden the violence started. They could not get their gear. You're not going to believe why. Because it was locked in a bus and nobody could find the key. This is how well this police were prepared for this epic day. They're, they were locked in a, a bus, a school bus, and nobody had the key for it. They couldn't get their equipment. They were uh, woefully delayed to uh, an incident where if they had gotten there early, they might have been able to retain control of the floor. Maybe a lot of this wouldn't have happened. I interviewed a very senior Capitol <clears throat> Police official in the last 24 hours, and I said to him, all right, you've seen what I reported. I put this document on here, 53 findings. If you guys had gotten this right, would January 6th have happened? And he said, almost certainly not. We, we, we blew That's it. That's mind-boggling. So. Uh, and, and, uh, and not only did the, they didn't listen to the FBI, uh, President Trump at that time told them to bring in the National Guard. I mean, if President Trump meant for this to happen, why ask them to bring in the National Guard? Such a great question. It's the question that Democrats will not be able to answer tonight, according to my reporting. I've been talking to a lot of Democrats. They don't have an answer for that, so they're just going to gloss over it. There's a new document we put out this morning, John. Um, It is the official timeline that the police had for every minute by minute of what happened from December 16th all the way to the night of uh, January 6th, the faithful end of that terrible day. It shows that the uh, – remember, there are professional news media organizations who have said this is disinformation, the idea that Trump authorized the National Guard. This is what it shows. On January 2nd, four full days before the violence started, the Pentagon, the Trump Pentagon, contacted that same deputy police chief that we've been talking about and said, would you like to have National Guard make a request? We'll get them available to you. Let's get it going early. And he got back to the uh, DOD and a few hours later and said, nah, we don't need it. We don't need it. Then a couple days go by, 
goes to January 4th. And then the police chief at the Capitol realizes, uh, you know what? We're getting some bad vibes here. Let's go get the National Guard. He goes to Nancy Pelosi's right-hand people, the, art, the sergeant at arms, and is told, no, nah, we don't want you to have them. It's bad optics. And that's another thing about security. They're worried about the optics. And he's turned down repeatedly to get the National Guard, even though the uh, President Trump and his team have offered it to them. 20,000 soldiers could be could have been on the ground. If we had 20,000 soldiers on the ground, nothing bad would have happened, most likely, on January 6th. What a fateful decision. And as this is going on, I, I put a, a new letter out. I, I just put it out a few minutes ago. It's from D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser. It's on the afternoon of January 5th. She gets word that the Capitol Police are agitating want to get the National Guard. And she writes the Pentagon herself saying, don't you dare do that. We don't need this. The Metropolitan Police are pros. We got this covered. Don't bother sending out the Guard. The Democrats repeatedly turned down the best security option that was available to protect the Capitol. And, uh, and that is sitting in writing now. It's not in doubt. It's not fiction. The facts are now in the public domain. John Solomon, one last question before we have to take a break is Michigan. The yes. person that was running for governor just got arrested. What Can happened? You believe it? 15, 16 months after the January 6th riot, a candidate long been on the ballot as uh, one of the Republican uh, folks running in the primary, a guy named Ryan Kelly. He was arrested today, had his home searched in connection. They say and he what was party is there. he? Does he belong to, John Solomon? Is he a Democrat? Uh, the Republican Party. Oh, yeah, I, sure. I, I, sure. I think that was almost didn't need to be spoken. We knew it would be, right? <laughs> Well, it gets to well, the we need, we need the American people to trust the Justice Department. And right now, there is apprehension going on. But John Solomon, thank you for telling us the truth and telling all Americans the truth. And that's what we stand for, truth, justice, and the American way. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on today. Great honor. Thank you. Well, thank you, uh, John Solomon. And that was some report. Uh, 